1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're tuned in to Oilers
2: Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk. Live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube.
0: First game day of the year. Welcome into Oilers Nation every day. And look who I brought, because it's a game day. Bringing in the big guns? I guess. Big in stature. It is a big game for the Oilers season opener. Taking on the Vancouver Canucks down at Rogers Place. And that's where we're going to start with the lead. What do we have? Yeah, we do. We do
2: little lead graphic. Come on. You know, this is my first, I've been watching Owen every day. Now I get to see
0: how I get, how the sausage is made and I am impressed. Yeah, it's uh, quite the operation. We'll see Frank Saravali pop in in a second. He's He's joining us? Frank's on the show Holy shit, I'm so nervous. Oh yeah, there is a lot going on on Oilers Nation every day. Uh, If you want to chime in, give us your take, give us your score prediction for tonight, do it in the YouTube chat. We're live on Facebook and Twitter as well, but we are reading the chat on YouTube. I see Joey's in there, Electronic Jordan, shane was the first one in the comments sergeant battle it's game day it is game day indeed and as always we're coming to you from a bit of a different look but it's still the sports Closet. you so if you want to pick up one of those brand new royal blue jerseys you can do so at either their Sherwood park st albert or kingsway mall location or online sportscloset.ca electronic jordan is already pointing this out before we talk about the hockey mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. are you rocking ah this
2: is many years of sweating sales guy jared to make this happen yeah This is a sneak peek at the Oilers Nation flannel. That's right, everyone. I've been begging Jared behind the scenes to the point where he probably doesn't want to answer my phone calls anymore. We have got flannel. We'll be launching it for the start of the season. And stay tuned. We might be coming up with more lines, i.e. during Black Friday. So I hope you enjoy it because I've been passionately trying to bring this to reality. I'm wearing it. I feel good. And I hope you guys think so, too.
0: Yeah, I think it looks great. Um, limited run of these two the first time, right?
2: Limited run because we don't know.
0: Yeah. And f- the flannel game, I don't know if you know this, Like the, the whole world, big flannel is just mm-hmm. totally
2: cornered the market and just screwed flannel for all of us normal people that want to get some flannel. So we got our hands on the most amount of flannel we can, which is like 64 pieces, some weird number. Mm-hmm. We'll launch that for the start of the season. I hope if it sells out, we will find we'll, we'll find other colors. We'll lean into flannel but I believe in flannel. We are Canadians.
0: Flannel is like, this This is our uniform. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's talk some hockey because it is a game day and on Oilers Nation every day, game days are brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant. If you see me cruising around in the nation truck or Jay in the nation Bronco, let out a honk. Every honk we hear is one goal for the Oilers tonight. So wow. if you see me in the nation truck, you can give pass on the good vibes. Well, yeah, lay on the horn and yeah. let's bet the over. Lay on the horn and let's bet the over. Uh, Taking on the Canucks, Uh, we do have some lineup notes here Mm. for the Oilers to get for this one. There is a little bit of drama. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto is technically a game-time decision, and so is Warren Fogle. If we take a peek at the daily face-off lines here, um, it sounds like Yamamoto is not going to play tonight. Fogle actually has a chance, but the interesting note, because the Oilers are in such salary cap hell right now, if both of them, like the Oilers might have to play short tonight. Because they don't have enough cap space to call anyone up for the game. We're going full Vegas Golden Knights and going yeah. short roster. But you yeah. know what? You know what that means, though? Going short 11
2: forwards, that means one more roster spot for Connor McDavid. So, like, I'm not upset.
0: Oh, like one more spot when they rotate yes, the lines? Exactly. Yeah, and like last year when they would go 11-7, like, we saw it. It worked fine. They would rotate... And, and it wasn't just always McDavid or Settle getting rotated in. They'd throw Hyman down there mm-hmm. and Nuge down mm-hmm. there. So I trust that Woodcroft can actually handle like an 11 forward lineup okay. I'm just hoping it doesn't have to come to that. Um, you can see here McDavid centering Kane and of Pugliarvi. Let's start with that top line. This is a big, big start of the season for Pugliarvi in particular. Because if he gets off to a hot start... That could lead to some momentum going throughout the year. If this starts bad, things could get ugly.
2: He's been given the opportunity. He is playing on the big line, mm-hmm. just like last year. Hot start playing on that big line, and then he had his his stumbles with injury, covid, all that stuff. yeah, but he's given he's he's getting the full shot. So let's see what he can do.
0: You don't have to give away your uh, Betway picks of the game quite yet. I can't wait. But on the second line, it's settle centering Holloway and Zach Hyman. Speaking of big opportunities, number 55, former first-round pick, had a great preseason. Let's have him show that he is not Magnus Pyarvey. He is a legit NHL scorer. He's getting a chance to play with one of the best playmakers in the league. I believe in Holloway so much that he is my next jersey purchase. I uh, MPS was... Royal, Royal Blue?
2: Never, yes. Royal Blue, of course. Got to Sports Closet. Yeah, I'm going to Sports Closet. They, so, pre-order. I can get it. Rick just got... Rick, I got to call you out. You SOB. I said I was going to get a Holloway jersey. You just DM me. You bought a Holloway jersey from Sports Closet. So, I am immensely jealous. And the fact that you beat me to the punch, I'm very upset. But anyways, very excited for the Holloway Royal Blue.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. All admittedly, uh, I wasn't a big fan of the pick at the time when they selected Dylan Holloway. I watched him in the AJHL, and maybe this is a nice transition to bring in our boy Liam for a second too. I wasn't sure if there was enough offense in Dylan Holloway's game. Um, he's kind of proving me wrong, and the interesting thing that we've kind of heard, and Woodcroft talked about it, and a few people on Twitter have voiced their opinion about this, Maybe he was just too smart for the American League. Like maybe coming up to the NHL and <laughs> he's in the playing, best shape of his life. Well, but the idea of you know he's in the NHL and he's playing with guys who think the game on the same level as him, and it's a little bit more structured. I actually think that's there. There's some legitimacy to that. Uh, Twenty two points in thirty three American League games is nothing to scoff at, but I think. He's a guy who's capable of producing at that pace in the NHL, especially if he's playing with Leon Dreisaitl. I'm not trying not to put too much pressure on him. But.
2: Well, they're praising. Dreisaitl is praising his hockey IQ. Yeah. So the key with Leon Dreisaitl is if you can think at his level and know where to be, like, he's going to get you the puck. Like, Leon will just – he's one of the best distributors. I'm sure Frank Sarvalli will attest um, of the puck in the game. So And Holloway's got the tools. Mm. So he's a toolkit and a tools guy. So – and and he's <laughs> – and he's – and. He's on the second line tonight. So, like, I'm I'm holding my breath. I know we have a betting segment. I'm going to hold my breath,
0: and I'll wait for it. But you know what's coming. Uh, Liam, yesterday on Real Life, we both gave our predictions for what we think Dylan Holloway is going to do in his rookie season. What was yours again? Two points. Yeah, I I beefed it up. Yeah, I was just under that a little bit at, like, 42. Liam, what are your expectations for Holloway this season?
3: I think we spoke about it on on ONR as well, right? And I said between 12 and 15 goals for him and about – Maybe 25 to 30 assists. I think that would be a really good season for him. But again, if that was kind tight. of expecting him to be on the third line. And now if he's going to be on the second line the whole season, like if that's, if that's his role in the top six, well, then maybe that's too low. Or like Maybe my expectations need to be higher for him. He's already proven us all wrong anyway by doing what he did in the preseason. I don't think many people expected to see that, right? Do, do we know it's for the whole season or is it because
2: Yamamoto's hurt?
0: The Holloway? I think I think this is legit something they're going to run with. I, um, like I think the Yamamoto injury, even when he was skating, it was kind of on the third line. I I think this is the top six they would have gone with, regardless of health.
2: Good on Dylan Holloway, man. He had a good preseason.
0: Yeah. In an unbelievable preseason obviously the hat trick and all of that kind of stuff um, if we have Canucks lines we can go through those in just a second there as always up on daily faceoff I also see that uh, things are popping off in our YouTube chat so we'll get to that in just a second as well um, but the Canucks got some good news on the injury front Uh, Because I think there's a chance Brock Besser could be playing. He skated on the top line with JT Miller and Tanner Pearson. Elias Pedersen with Nils Hoglander and Andre Kuzmenko. Bo Horvat on the third line with Connor Garland and Vasily Podkolzin. And the fourth line, Nils Amon with Curtis Lazar and Dakota Joshua. The blue line for the Canucks is Hughes with Shen. Ekman Larson with Pullman. Stillman with Burroughs. That is a lot of slow-moving D-men. And that should probably be music to the ears of number 97.
2: 97 just sees six pylons. They may as well just be dressed in orange garb and just standing still, and because he's going to make them look like fools tonight. Also, leads to my bets for the game. Yeah, we'll get. We'll get I know, to the I, know You're I know, I know. It's, hey, 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 it's a, it's the season opener. It's this is peak Kool Aid season. <laughs> the, like five, like five hours before puck drop. It's also maximum bet with your heart time.
0: Playoffs and right now that is tremendous. So just lay money. the
2: heart on the table and bet on all all the things that make you feel good.
0: What do you make of the Canucks this year? You think they're going to be like a like a legit problem for anyone in the Pacific or well, are they They meh? they've got firepower.
2: Elias Pedersen, if he can remain healthy and can perform to the levels that he was a couple of years ago, can be a factor. Kuzmenko yep. is, could be an X factor because we don't, we don't know what they've got, but it's, he's looked good in the preseason. Yep. But they've got Thatcher Demko. They've got goaltending. So I can mask their, their defensive woes, and they've got a little bit of firepower. So they are threatened to make a, a playoff spot. I will admit that much quads yep. if you're listening. Uh, I'll give you that much love. But aside from that, they're yeah fringe in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think they're fringe. I called them yesterday on the show my one wild card in the division yeah. because I think things could go incredibly bad for that team this year. Yes. And they're finishing fifth or sixth, and it's ugly. But if things break right and Demko's being Demko on like a routine basis, then I think they're a legit threat to make the playoffs yeah. this year.
2: He can steal games. That's the thing.
0: And I like what they did with the depth pieces in their lineup as well. Like Andre Kuzmenko. He's the definition of a wild card. We've never seen him play a regular season game in the NHL, but we know he produced like crazy in the KHL. Mm -hmm. So what is he? Is he a 15 to 20 goal guy? Is he a 25 plus goal guy, right? Like there's just, even when you look throughout this lineup, Nils Hoglander, what's he going to be like in another full season of NHL hockey? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of, a lot of wild cards on this team. Um, And yeah, Kuzmenko, like his numbers last year in the KHL speak for themselves. 20 goals in 45 games. He's going to get a chance to play with Elias Petterson, who, if I had to make a bold prediction about the Canucks, I think Pettersson could potentially get to 100 points. He's got the skill set, yeah. but
2: does he have the longevity? Like, injuries have always been an issue for him. He is easily injured.
0: Yeah, and, and that's a good point as well. Um, I see Frank Saravalli is ready to hop on with us. So, uh, this week, let's get to slapping it around with Saravalli. <laughs> All right. Do we have an intro?
4: Oh,
0: oh, we've been waiting. Does it change every time? It just changes every time. I just oh, come up with a new so one. So they were slapping it around. Let's go. Slapping it around with Frank Saravali. Kool aid season, Frank. That's mm. what we call it here because we are all hype about the Oilers <laughs> ahead of the season opener. A lot of people, a lot of fans, they want this to be the year, the cup year for the Oilers. Does management view it the same way? Like, could this be the year where finally Ken Holland's trading a first at the deadline and giving up a big-name prospect to get more help?
4: Yeah, I really think it could be. I mean, look, you're only going to get, at a certain point, so many chances with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and all these guys under, I guess, for what we'd consider it right now, manageable contracts, right? And so um, there's no question that the Oilers are right in that competitive window, and and I believe they've vaunted themselves into this – true Stanley Cup contender conversation where, you know, pick the number of teams that you think are legitimate that could win the Stanley Cup five, six, and the Oilers are certainly in that group. And and I wouldn't be surprised at all to see Ken Holland and this management team a bit more aggressive this time around because they've sort of been building to this moment, right?
0: I'll, I'll let you potentially throw a wet blanket on things, but my concern with this team... Kool-Aid season. I know, I know, but my concern with this team is the left side of the blue line. I think that's something they're going to need to address at some point, unless oh. maybe there's a chance like a Niemalainen or a Broberg hits. For you, Frank, what's the big concern for you when you look at this Oilers team from an outside perspective?
4: It's still goaltending, and I just... I need Jack Campbell to prove it, and then I'll stop saying it, because... He was an absolute roller coaster last season. His season from afar in Toronto, almost identically, even in terms of timeline, mirrored the Oilers' season, where he got off to a great start. And then for a long time, he was on a milk carton and not to be found. And then all of a sudden rebounded towards the end of the season and was great in the playoffs. And the Oilers know that story well. The problem is, You can't then take that player who has that lack of consistency and then think that you're going to hang your hat on him and things are going to be different for your team this time around. So, uh, so much of that, um, you know, more or less every season comes down to goaltending. And in this case, you know, there's no question Jack Campbell has talent and, and perhaps you're relying a little bit more on Stuart Skinner this year, but. You need to see it and it's a five-year deal and there's a lot that comes with those expectations now stepping into another team that has true Stanley Cup aspirations.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, One other question. It's kind of outside of the Oilers, but I saw you tweet yesterday uh, that Jason Demers is going down to the Bakersfield Condor, staying on a PTO. What's what's the play here? Like, is this something where the team and the player like, hey, let's just give it another week. And if you catch on with another NHL team, great. If not, we'll revisit. Like, why does this kind of make sense?
4: Well, it's really just an insurance policy. It's some depth. And, you know, when you take a look at Jason Demare being a player that didn't play in the NHL last season, what it reminds me of a lot is what's going on with Eric Stahl in Florida right now. He also didn't play in the NHL last season. And you say, okay, this player may need some time. We think that there might be something here. So let's keep him in the pipeline. Let's keep him in the fold. It costs us really nothing to do. And let's see what kind of, you know, issues we run into. Maybe Demers finds his game and and rebounds and and is someone that you can't help but deny, uh, not deny an opportunity in your lineup. Or, you know, maybe you have an injury that you run into. Like, there's no risk here. And I think that's the thought process is that, um, you know, why not? Let's see what happens here. I think ideally you'd love to see, um, you know, someone else step up, one of your young guys that, that can fulfill any sort of opportunity that might arise, but I don't see any harm in it.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Um, moving definitely away from the Oilers organization. Slapping away. Slapping away, yes. yes, from the Oilers organization. Uh, what were the Buffalo Sabres thinking when they give a defenseman who's played like 55 NHL games, $30 million? Uh, what's going on there?
4: Well, we know what they're thinking, that they're going to have a player that's slotted right into their top four for the next you know, eight seasons as someone that's going to be the shutdown defenseman on a pair likely with Rasmus Dahlin moving forward and someone that came in last year and for the last quarter to third of a season Really performed quite well and and helped them be competitive. Now it's interesting to hear the reaction and how polarizing this contract is around the league. As we were prepping for our daily face-off live show this morning, I'd gotten back-to-back calls, one from an agent, both unsolicited, by the way, one from an agent and one from a team executive, and both absolutely hate this contract for entirely different reasons. The agent was saying, hey, what if you really do have a top four defenseman on your hands? Why would you give up that much money in the name of security? Take a two-year bridge deal, wait till The salary cap goes up and cash in for a way larger payday, then the team executive was saying, I'm not even certain this guy is an NHL player. I watched him play five times live and in person last season, and a guy that couldn't crack the Sabres opening night lineup on a tough team and and didn't come up till later in the year, why do this now even if he goes out and has a great season on his entry-level deal how much more is it possibly going to cost you if you find out you know six or eight months from now versus doing this at this exact moment so um it's very polarizing and it's makes for fun topic to debate today
2: now i understand this is an apples and oranges comparison but if the team believes in this and they're also pairing him with their number one defender, they're protect- protecting the downside of him popping off. Like, yeah. why aren't we doing this with Evan Bouchard? Cause we're going to give him the exact, this is the exact same situation per se, in the sense of we're going to give him offensive opportunity. Mm-hmm. He's going to pop off and then we're going to extend him, And it has to be at a large number. So this is like, this is, this is mitigation at its finest. And I hope they're hoping that it pays off. But like, we know Evan Bouchard is a known quantity.
0: Yeah. He's more known than Matias Samuelson. Why haven't we done that? I just, I'm still blown away by it.
4: Because it takes two parts in a negotiation to agree. And if you're Edvin Bouchard, you're sitting there saying, let me explode. I'm not signing anything. I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to bet on myself and I'm going to have an explosive season and I'm going to cost a ton of money. And that's his thought process. And the Oilers you know, are probably recognizing it, but at the same time, aren't willing to come to the table yet with what that type of deal might be uh, that satisfies Bouchard and his interests and needs. So that's the other part of it is you need to have the player willing to take a deal like this and you see the reaction. Not every player or agent would recommend taking a deal like the one Matthias Samuelson took, and obviously it's going to cost way more for Bouchard, um, given his point production, et cetera. That you know, it's there's no question it's going to be very expensive. But I, my understanding to this point, as the Oilers had engaged, I think in what you would probably call exploratory conversations with the Bouchard camp that didn't really get any further, is they're just not on the same page right now.
0: Last one I got for you, Frank. Uh, another one just kind of going around the NHL. Is there one team you're looking at as kind of, they could be quick to hit the panic button this year? Like if they start three and seven, is there one team that you think will have a quick trigger finger to be like, no, boom, coach is gone. Boom, we're pulling off a big trade. Is there is there anyone like that that jumps out to you?
4: Well, I, I did mention previously, and and the tie-in is to tonight's opponent for the Oilers and the Vancouver Canucks, I think there's real pressure on them to get off to a good start. I think their camp in some ways was underwhelming at times. And I do think that there is pressure on Bruce Boudreaux also in the final year of his deal as part of the deal he negotiated last year when he joined the team and didn't get an extension this summer, is that they, they need they can't bury themselves the way they did last year. They can't get to mid-November or late November and be way out of a playoff picture because that they're never going to find a way to get back there. Uh, That's one. I think the Philadelphia Flyers are facing some pressure in a different way with their management group. I would say, um, you know, the Boston Bruins are facing pressure just to hang on. Uh, I don't think they'd blow anything up because they're looking at sort of the longer term view of the season once they get their players back. But, you know, they're another team, like given what they've invested and in, this is sort of a last dance opportunity, uh, they they need to potentially make a season saving move or two in the first month of the season if that presents itself, uh, just to give themselves an opportunity to make it a last dance. Uh, so those are just a few of the teams that I feel like are really facing some pressure. And the other one just positionally would be the Sens in goal. Uh, Anton yeah. Forsberg can, acquitted himself quite fine in net, But when you look at that team and all that they've, you know, the pressure they've placed on themselves and the expectations now to be much better, having Cam Talbot out for the first five, six weeks of the season is not ideal. And if Forsberg can't carry the load, they're another team that can afford a lifeless start. Uh, They would need to make something happen in net, I would think.
0: I've decided to take the stance of being a Boston Bruins hater this year. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. And I said last week that if they uh, win the division, I'll eat cat food. So um, I'm Tyler very, tries. Yeah, that Tyler tries cat food. Uh, all right, Frank, before we go, we have a fun thing we do with Frank every week. Okay. Although there's only week Walk two. me through it. Since he does such a great job covering the Oilers for us, yes. I want to enlighten the audience on Frank's home city of Philadelphia. So we do a fun fact about Philadelphia. uh, So this week, your fun fact about Philadelphia—it was the home to America's first ever zoo.
4: Huh? I did know that, and I have been there. And I feel like I don't. Does does the Oilers Nation audience care about Philadelphia? Like, what if we did fun fact about Frank? Not to make it about me, but like, what if we had a little fun fact about Frank?
2: Okay, well, I I, I think that's much better. Like that's like. (laughs) Like, Tourism Philadelphia right now is going to send you anthrax in the mail
0: for, for using that fun fact to for promote Sue. the city. Yeah, kind of cool. What's a fun fact
4: about Frank? Okay, here's one uh, totally random and apropos of nothing. And I think about this all the time. Uh, Frank hates eggs. Like, my life would be so much easier if I like to eat eggs in the morning for breakfast, but I don't. Oh. And so my options are limited as a gluten-free person.
2: Man, I love eggs. I actually know a few hate, people who won't Hate, 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 hate. My girlfriend is on at an a no egg kick at the moment. Okay. So I can, I can, I can see it. I
0: see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Frank, thanks for joining us again. We'll chat next Wednesday.
4: I enjoyed slapping it around. Have fun, guys. Enjoy game one. <laughs> Let's get
0: to the wrap. <laughs> the first zoo
2: in America. The first zoo in America. You know what? The real fact is there's a crack on the Liberty Bell. And that came from us. That's a fun fact about Philly. All
0: right. <laughs> uh, let's bring in the producer Liam for a little chat, and uh, we'll get to our uh, Betway bets of the game because there is finally hockey to bet on. Liam, yesterday you had – what did you have? You had a Kevin Fiala goal, and you had the Kings on the money line?
3: Yeah, I had a Kevin Fiala goal, which went terribly after he got – The hit to the head and then I had the Kings money line, which didn't work. And then, but we did, we did take the New York Rangers on the money line. So we went one for three, I suppose. But Hey, at least we got something.
2: Liam, do you know what I did yesterday?
3: I I do not. What did you do?
2: Ranger Vegas. Ooh. I thank you very
0: much. I went 2-0 yesterday with my bets. I had Vegas on the money line. I had Eichel over three and a half shots on goal. Uh, my two plays today on DFO Live, which I give every day. I research these extensively. I know you do. Um, if you actually mm. practice what you preached. Yeah. Connor McDavid to scored tonight, plus 100. No Great worry. bet. And uh, Leafs Oilers Parlay at plus 115. Ooh, the Stanley Cup final parlay? Yeah, just straight money line. I Early in the year, I think betting can be a, a bit of a shit show for the most part. So I don't mind just grabbing two teams that I think are clearly the better team in their matchup, yeah. throwing them together in a parlay, get it at plus money. Why not? So I, I'm on uh, the Leafs-Oilers parlay and McDavid to score. Um, I'm going to have my bet of the game for the Oilers game. But first, Jay, what do you have? Well, this is... So, uh, well, to, to, to go on your comment about early in the
2: season about how it's a bit of a shit show, it's normally over season two at the beginning of the season. Yeah. But I'm scared tonight about the over. Demko I, versus Campbell? Yeah, I feel like Campbell's going to show up. I feel like we're going to plot four. So, okay. anyways, now I'll segue to my other's best. Uh, our boy Dylan Holloway, peak Kool-Aid right now, so high on this kid. He's on the yeah. second line. He's playing with Leon Drysaddle. If, if, if his IQ is, is, is as high as Connor and Leon praise it to be, He's gonna have a tap in goal from Leon Dry settle tonight because he's just in the right place and he saw what Leon, what Leon was doing. He was he was picking up what he was putting down. He pots one that pays. I think that pays like plus two
0: fifty. I got money? it plus three hundred. Courtesy my friends at
2: Betway. Juicy, just gave you a boost. Mm-hmm. Oilers puck line because it is Kool Aid season. Going to chase the dragon. Sure. The money line odds are not worthy of my time. New. No. So you got to bet on the Oilers to win. So puck line, and then obviously the uh, the most standard bet of any Oilers game is con over two and a half points.
0: Over two and a half. Yeah. Plus 175 on bet. Yeah, it's not even juicy enough, but you just do it because you know it's going to (laughs) cash. You think he's having a three-point opening night. Uh, Liam, what do you got?
3: Yeah, I was looking at like the dry side of one after me waking up every morning and doing that during the playoffs. But instead, I'm going to go with, I'm going to chase a dragon. Like Jay said, I'm going to go with a puck line for the Oilers at plus 125. And then I also did some research like Tyler does. I'm going to go with Nugent Hopkins plus 120 to go over two and a half shots. He did this in all but one game against the Canucks last season. He played him four times. And the only time he didn't hit was that last game of the season where nobody played essentially besides Nugent Hopkins and Devin Shaw got that shootout winner. So we'll oh, yeah. go with Oilers puck line, Nugent Hopkins over two and a half shots plus 120.
0: Uh, tonight, my best bet is I'm sticking with McDavid. It's I'm double dipping a little bit. It's my DFO bet of the day, it's my Oilers Nation every day bet of the day. Because you believe. I think McDavid's going to score tonight. And if you want to get extra juicy, Connor McDavid plus 600, first goal of the hockey game. I saw that. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's going to have one of those McDavid moments. Remember, he had a big moment against Vancouver like three or four opening nights ago? He loves the opening night. Like, mm-hmm. he's, like he is jacked up. Like, maybe I might even go three
2: and a half points if I can go find it. Uh, I mean, eh. why not?
0: Okay. I'm going to the game.
2: Uh, which means nothing.
0: Yeah, it does mean something. I'm to also me. going to I'm the excited. game. I'm excited. I'm digging through the chat here. And I see so many people caring about Frank. Stealth Legend says, Frank, you're a great guy. Uh, Joey Frenet. I hope I'm saying that right. He says Jets could blow up in the first month of the season. I could see that. The Jets feel like a ticking time bomb this year.
2: They're so, either going to get it back. On, there's something going on there that's like, like on paper, they are mm-hmm. good. So there's clearly something going on there. Um, so yeah, you're right. It
0: could go off the rails fast or mm-hmm. they figure it out uh electronic jordan uh, this is about frank's comment about jack campbell soup is a total unknown to me i have no idea what we have in him i have an unfounded amount of confidence in stew lol um what do you think what are we getting from campbell tonight well I, 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 once
2: again, peak Kool Aid season. So mm-hmm. I believe in Jack Campbell. I believe in the positivity of our dressing room. And I think he is a positive guy and needs to be surrounded by that. So I I, I feel good about Jack. But the reality is, he signed a five year ticket at $5 billion a year. Yeah. So we as Oilers fans are going to quickly jump on him if he shows any signs of weakness.
0: And that's unfortunate. That's just the unfortunate. But I think, I don't think we will. I think there'll be you a little bit. I think there'll be, or at least there should be. Like, if Jack Campbell is going to be trusted to play 50 games this year for the Edmonton Oilers, you need to have a leash with this guy. If he has six, five bad games, you can't be said, oh, bust, what a tear, how many more a year? What's the bio? But, like, that's going to happen. But it can't. I'm saying, I'm just <laughs> that's telling that's people right now, you happen. can't do that. Um, Need I guess, to give, yes, give him a little bit of leash. I agree, and also Skinner's a good backup. If there's, yeah. if there's a ten game span this year where Je- we're st- almost call him Jeff, where Stuart Skinner is the starter, that's not the worst outcome. That's not the worst thing.
2: As long as we're winning games, I don't care what goalie's in net. But okay. you know, we made a bet on Jack Campbell, so right now I'm going to drink all the Kool Aid on Jack Campbell. I'm sure. going to become a cat fan. I don't even like cats, but because of Jack Campbell, I like cats.
0: So I believe. Mm. Okay. Joey Furnette, and he confirmed that I said it right, says Oilers win 4-2, Holloway picks up two points. Uh, Liam, what's your score prediction tonight? And also, the people want to know how many bananas.
3: Uh, I'm hoping no bananas. I mean, it's game one of the season. Oh, we've quickly turned into the Daily Face <laughs> of live show. Damn yeah, it, we should have uh, ended in
1: <laughs> for <the NFL> studios.
3: <laughs> I'll, I'll have one banana to kick off the season, but I think the Oilers win 5-2. Holloway goal, I like what Jay said there with a Holloway goal too.
2: Holloway goal too. In the shower, I was thinking about my bets and also what the outcome of the game was and just all roads in my mind lead to 4-2.
0: I am going to say it's a blowout on opening night. 6-2 Oilers win. Mm. Three points, two goals from McDavid and a goal from Dylan Holloway as well. I am in full-on Kool-Aid mode. Mm. That's going to be a wrap for today's episode of Oilers Nation Every day, Shout out to our friends at the Sports Closet Studio. Check them out online. Check them out if you're going to the game tonight. Maybe stopping at Kingsway quickly, pick up a new jersey, pick up a new hat, all that good stuff. And Sherwood Ford the Giant. This was our first Sherwood Ford the Giant game day here on Oilers Nation every day, and we'll have another one coming up this weekend. But we'll also be back tomorrow to break everything down. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody. Have fun.
4: Even on
2: a budget.